Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. 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 How are you? Oh, man. 2022. Trying it on. A bit stressful. I feel a bit bit excited about 2022. (gasps) I don't know. I think that there's going to be a totally different vibe to 2021. I feel like last year was quite difficult and particularly in December. I was talking to somebody about the moons in December and Mm. apparently they were really, um, really disruptive. So that's why a lot of people felt quite down and depressed at the end of the year but we've entered into a new moon phase apparently and that puts us in a great position for the start of 2022 oh nice right on oh yeah i don't know how true it is but i'm choosing to believe it yeah oh i think so i think so i'm like i don't know like omicron really just does feel like the last kick at the can so Mm. i okay this is this is not me as a physician talking or as a public health (laughs) servant it's it's just you know i just can't imagine anything more infectious and sweeping the globe more quickly so i just kind of think that we're going to be i mean yes yes i have a feeling like this summer is going to be different yeah and there's a real move isn't there to try and make some changes and to try and make it just more normalized Um, yes I know, I think I heard this morning on the radio something about trying to reduce the isolation period from, they the moved it from 10 days to 7, and they're talking about moving it to 5 days. Yeah, because the US is 5, Canada's 5, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I think it is, we're starting to get to that position where it is just normalised, it is kind of life, although we're back with masks and on in shops and things at the minute, but oh, yeah. um, I guess that's part of the new normal regime, so. Right. And that could very well be, but I think one of the most important thing, which in in Canada, I think three pediatrician groups have been lobbying the government to say, uh, we've got to get kids back to school by June 17th in Ontario. Mm -hmm. They just sort of shut schools down, virtual again, and the amount of like the mental health repercussions of uh, school, I'm seeing it in in clinical practice, like moms are losing their minds, losing their minds. They don't have any more gas in the tank to sit with their kids all day. Like, no way. Get the kids back to school. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, no, they're definitely, they are, um, they are back to school in the UK and and in Jersey, thankfully. Yeah, no kidding, right? Thank the Lord. What would you be doing? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. Ah. (laughs) All right. So do you have the first relationship desk news of 2022? I do, I do. (laughs) So today's relationship news is all about divorce day. So I think we've talked about divorce day before on the podcast. And traditionally, divorce day would be the 10th of January. So Ah. I know this podcast will go out after that, but that would have been the traditional date for divorce day. (laughs) However, there is a new legislation which says from the 6th of April, now whenever a party, either party can file for divorce and they don't have to cite a reason. So there doesn't have to be a blame, you don't have to kind of, you know, that that usual unreconcilable differences yeah. that often get cited, yeah. adultery, all of those things no longer have to be part of the divorce petition. Oh. You can just say you want to get divorced. So the prediction is that the 6th of April will be a massive boom date for um, for divorce petitions being um, being lodged. Oh, I have so many questions. So 
biggest yeah. reform in 50 years in the UK um, divorce legislation. Wow. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Which is and crazy, isn't it? It. I mean, it. it is. It's given the how how normal divorce is, it's it's so bizarre that people mm. are still having to sort of hide around and give reasons. Yeah, that is absolutely wild. Oh my mm. gosh! And I wonder if it's going to benefit women in heterosexual marriages. I wonder if it will give them more freedom to sort of leave. I don't know. I'm not sure if if this is possibly. A, I think either party really. It's. Um, you know, I mean, I'm very pro-marriage and pro-relationships, uh, hence why I do what I do. But I did see something this morning where somebody kind of agreed with that. They said that they were pro-relationships unless you're in a situation where you are teaching your children how not to have a relationship. So oh. that's the flip side of it, isn't it? If you're in such a negative relationship yeah. and you're not doing anything to to try and resolve that or change things, mm-hmm. all you're doing is teaching you, if you've got children, all you're doing is to teach them uh, how other people, you know, how not to be treated and mm. and really setting a poor example of what, what relationships are. Because mm-hmm. then that cycle continues generation after yeah. generation. Damn. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Isn't it funny? Oh, my gosh, that really sparked something um, in, a, in a very bizarre way. But I saw The Lost Daughter, which is an incredible oh. adaptation by um, Maggie Gyllenhaal. I really want to watch it. Yeah. Oh. Is it good? Major, major girl, girl crush on Maggie Gyllenhaal now moving into a director <laughs> role. Oh, she's just phenomenal. I think I saw her. Anyways, not very long story short. But anyways, so she... Um, she this this movie is incredible and and what's incredible about it and it actually sparked you know because I'm uh childless by choice I have not had yeah. kids and I I wanted to I, you know but I it just it wasn't in the cards I didn't feel like it was in the cards um mm. and part of that was you know the things that I saw in my childhood I was like there's absolutely mm. no way am I going to bring a kid into this discord and resentment like there's absolutely no yeah. way so what was interesting, the movie kind of sparked that recollection because this is, uh, uh, it was a phenomenal movie where it really does sort of play with this idea of do all, are all moms gung ho and excited about their kids at all hours and 24 hours in a day? No. No. Very I was listening big to a, um, it's true. I was listening to a podcast and it was, um, Jamie Lan, who was a UK, he was a, um, reality TV, um, uh, star in the UK um I think he was a maid in Chelsea mm. and um and it was I was listening to him being interviewed by somebody else and uh he's he's written his autobiography um and he got sent away to boarding school when he was eight years years old and then he said also in this book he'd wrote about the fact that he's you know he's he's he was always in something so if he wasn't at boarding school he was in a summer camp or a ski school or he was basically kind of farmed out because his mum didn't want to look after him <laughs> Yes. And he was, and by all accounts, he was quite a difficult child to kind of manage. Um, So I guess you can kind of potentially understand that trade off. But, um, but you're right, you know, we're not all, we're not all built for it. We're not all equipped for it. And, and I think it becomes, it's becoming more and more normalized that actually we we are, we're in charge of our lives, we're Mm. the sole directors, and we get to choose, right? Nobody else gets to um, choose for us, and neither should anybody judge our own decisions. Yeah. Especially, too, as this film illustrates, is that men have been doing whatever the fuck they want forever. Like, you hear men all the time, yeah, I've got three kids, where are they? Oh, the mom has custody. I've got 25 kids. (laughs) Right. They're jaunting around the world, and and the movie really did, like, this joie de vivre, this complete 
lack of care in the world of men who've had kids and, and, and they're just living their life, directing their life as well. Just like, yeah. you know, women should be able to, but they don't have any qualms, nor does society have any qualms yeah. about them being like, you know what? Full-time fatherhood was not my jam. So I just gave up full custody and I'm living my best life. It just, it shouldn't have to be like that one gender gets to do that and the other one has to like enjoy the the sorrow or the, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. we should never take on everybody else's shit, right? So it's That's about 2022. Your, yeah. You know, your, your problems are not my problem. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah. Anyway, we could that that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> oh, it is. So for 2022, <laughs> the the theme I think is is like what other people think about you is not a, none of your damn business. Yeah, yeah. There you Just go. live your life, direct your own life, direct your own life. That's what we're about. Yeah. Beautiful. So mm-hmm. if divorce is in the cards, April six. Yeah, you will. You will be able to um, do it slightly easier than you could before. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All All right. right. Should we do a hot topic? Let's do it. Okay. So today's hot topic is how to make the year ahead great for your relationship. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. Wouldn't we all like to know? (laughs) We all like to know. (laughs) All right. So there's there's a big palette with an empty canvas and we've got like a lot of paint brushes or paint colors we can put on this canvas so when you're thinking about a great year 2022 what are you thinking I think one of the things that comes to mind is I think it kind of depends on where you're at in your relationship mm. so I don't know that we've got kind of like a you know a single magic answer that says this is um you know this is this is what you need to do I mean if you read some of the stuff by uh Gottman uh who's a relationship um therapist he spent years doing um research and into couples and what makes kind of a healthy couple he'll tell you about kind of seven pillars that you're supposed to have and you build a house and you know on one side you've got trust on the other side you've got commitment mm. um and he'll t- in you know so he'll tell you in quite a formulaic way I think it really does depend on where you're at so mm. it was interesting you know, I've had conversations recently with people around kind of, you know, relationships, where they're at um, and what it is that they need to look at in order to um, to improve the relationship and make it make it stronger and better. And mm-hmm. it might be that you're not starting from necessarily a negative standpoint. You might be starting from a really good standpoint, but you just uh. want to have more of a maintenance factor. I think, uh. you know, we often think about relationship um, support or advice guidance as being something that we seek when we're in crisis mm. but there's a there's a whole kind of preparation there's a maintenance there's a that you know there's there's lots of things that you can proactively do to help mm. you to have a great relationship so that you don't get to that crisis point right yeah aha uh-huh. I, I what is coming up though is that I have coached couples where the one person's like yeah we're pretty much 80 percent of the way there just needing maintenance and the other person's Mm. like we've got major issues yeah so i think this is a very individual question like what can Mm. you do to make this relationship a a great year for your relationship in 2022 but like you might not be on the same page as your partner oh oh, absolutely and i think this can only be an individual question i mean yes you can have conversations about what you know how do we how do we both view the relationship and I think that's really important that's healthy to do to have that kind of check-in because often and and often it's not it's not always that you've got a a massive difference I think it's that you've got a difference in language and interpretation Mm -hmm. 
And when you actually drill down and have that conversation, you realise you both want the same things and you're maybe just viewing it slightly differently. And maybe that kind of, you know, maybe it's not a 60% gap. Maybe it's only a 20% gap mm. and 40% of it's just down to, you know, misalignment of interpretation. Mm. Yeah, or wording. Like, um, I mean, how many times do you talk about a specific word and and what that means and how it means something different? We talk about on this podcast all the time how we'll yeah. have a different v- view about what, you know, about language and what word what the interpretation is so I think yeah but it is having that that in-depth conversation about actually where do you think we are where do you think what do you think's good what Mm. do you think we do well what do you think we don't do so well Mm. um if you could change kind of two or three things what would you be changing Mm. um and it's having some of those discussions but then it is down to you as a person Mm -hmm. to take ownership of that and to want to do something different that is so profound because so you know again we say like as coaches we can help you arrive at your relationship in a more powerful way we can't make somebody else change like we can't Mm -hmm. just be sitting around like wizards like painting you know waving (laughs) magic wands and saying like well if only your partner would change and you know that's it's never says i be i love it how you're like no it's this is an individual question like how are you gonna make your relationship stronger in 2022 that's on you (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah And and then it is about understanding well what's important to me and what's important to my partner and what mm-hmm. can I do to show up, you know, in a better way. Oh yeah. Okay, so so I'm thinking about um and only because like in my relationship we're sort of going through this transition where we're like mm. we're really are we're upping our game in communication like it's amazing how you're yeah. like oh we communicate really well and you're like no you haven't even scratched the surface like you have yeah. no idea what's going on with your partner but so we're sort of turning over a new leaf or let's say like going to a deeper level mm. uh in communication which is really exciting it's like it's amazing 17 years and we haven't been here before but whatever <laughs> <laughs> never too late um yeah so nobody's nobody's journey is is your journey we're all at our own speed yeah oh and it's never linear like it's mm. never linear it's like these weird yeah. circles <laughs> labyrinth um yeah i'm thinking about your walls of trust and yes. commitment mm. so we'll see more about those because those are they seem like oh yeah trust and commitment but Oh no! I mean, I think for me, commitment is the biggest thing. Unless you're committed to something, it's just not going to happen, right? Mm. So we talk about all the time when we talk about exercise, healthy eating, you know, getting into some of those kind of healthy habits in life. If we're not committed to it, the first sign of trouble, you know, if you're not committed to doing couch to five k as an example, the first time there's a bit of spot of rain outside, of course you're not going to do it. But if you're truly committed, then it wouldn't matter if it was hailing outside. You'd say, no. Do you know what? I've signed up for this. This is what I'm going to do. Mm. I am committed to this and I'm not going to let obstacles get in the way. Now, that's no different to a relationship, right? If you're mm. fully committed to a relationship and you absolutely want to be together, you will weather all kinds of storm that come your way. Oh, yeah. So I just, yeah, I mean, it comes up time and time again in, in coaching sessions where, you know, you ask the question, actually, how committed are you to this relationship? And you, it's like the tumbleweed on the other side. <laughs> Where people are kind of like, oh, actually, and you can tell, you know, they've got one foot in the camp and one foot out the camp. Well, yeah. of course, you're always hedging your bets at that stage. How can yeah. you, how yeah. can you make it work when you're always just kind of edging back and out of the room? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like <laughs> this because, and and to be honest, like, I think that can be a real revelation for people to realize, oh, that's why we're having issues because I'm not fully in. Yeah. And that's yeah. cool. 
That's an amazing thing to realise. Yeah, I mean, we had a massive turning point in our relationship when that kind of said question, you know, we're not married, we've been together for nearly six years. And um, and we've we've had some kind of, you know, great times, we've had some tough times as well. Mm. And during one particular tough time, I asked the question, what would you do if we were married? Would you just walk away? Mm. And that was like a massive, t- I mean, my partner still talks about it today. It happened a while ago. And he said that was a massive turning point, but that is that is linked to that commitment. So we haven't formally made a commitment to each other in kind of, you know, the eyes of God or in legislation, but we, you know, we are committed to the relationship. And that is, that was a, a major turning point for my partner where he was like, oh shit, you're right, actually, what would I do? Because you can't, having that marriage is is that kind of cement, isn't it? Which, I mean, we just talked about divorce and how, you know, yeah. it's becoming easier, but really it's still not easy right it's like the, it's one of the yeah. hardest most stressful things you can go through totally. so if you can avoid that then you you know you want to do that and you're you're more likely to do that if you're married so you you know it's less easy to just kind of walk away relationships aren't disposable people aren't mm-hmm. disposable mm-hmm. and we need to consider that i think yeah yeah and i i think if if you real if you see this real discord or if you see that you know storms come up and you're like what is this storm this is so horrible we must be broken Mm. it's probably that we're not great for each other maybe we should consider parting ways and if somebody asks you square saying hey you know are you committed to this and you're like holy shit i guess i'm not yeah the opportunity is actually to take your other foot and put it in like you could you could leave (laughs) or you could also say ah okay yeah so let me yeah you have to move one foot either Ah. (laughs) the one that's moving out or the one that's moving in but pick one you because know, there's the at some point you gotta shit and, or get off the yeah. pot yeah exactly yeah pick a yeah. side and get on with it yeah um, that's so true and yeah. it, it can be me so maybe 2022 is that time where you're like you know what i'm gonna take that foot i'm gonna put it in yeah or out but you can yeah. put it in but but do one or the other you know this kind of half-heartedness yeah isn't helping anybody it's not helping you as a person it's not helping no. your partner it's yeah. not helping the people around you because all of this spills out you know where we are a single a single being um and we like to think that everything's compartmentalized but it's not yeah, um so you know it's yeah. all kind of slip and sliding around uh so you know so other people will be exposed to that in some shape or form so I it doesn't really help anybody it, and it doesn't and, and actually a lot of folks are scared to leave a relationship or like oh yeah. i'll i'll disappoint my partner my partner will be so angry and mad and whatever if i leave so i'm just going to try to i don't know just stay in on the fence. But it yeah, yeah, it is doing no favors to your partner. They'd much prefer you get out the door than sit on the fence. Yeah, and people are also terrified they'll never meet anybody else. Like that's uh, one of the biggest yeah. fears is well, if I leave if I leave this kind of mediocre relationship that isn't making me happy mm. and probably isn't making my partner happy, um, then who else is there? There's nobody else in the world for me. <laughs> Well, there are quite a lot of people in the world. <laughs> I mean, I've felt that too, but it, you're right. There's like 7 billion of us. I mean, more. Yeah. And yeah. growing every day. And growing every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. So, yeah. And the, the other pillar there around kind of trust, I think, again, trust is something that's just so vital and fundamental to a relationship, isn't it? Because if we don't trust each other. We don't believe that we're going to say that what we're going to do, that we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And if we don't trust each other to be kind of honest and decent, um, you know and follow through with things trust trust happens in the smallest and simplest of ways but doing them r- repeatedly so if we always do what we say we're going to do then we'll be trusted by our partners but when we haven't got that trust all you're doing is you've always got that seed of doubt in your in your mind mm. and you're always then kind of 
it's almost like you're trying to kind of catch somebody out and then the resentment starts to build up and then that leads to contentment Mm -hmm. and then you know you may as well kiss your relationship goodbye then yeah so true yeah trust so being trustworthy and trusting Mm -hmm. yes so i see you know hardship on both sides Uh, and people who have anxiety and anxiety spiraling Mm -hmm. and catastrophizing they have troubles trusting even though for the most part their partner is sort of showing up as trustworthy and sort of repeatedly showing them they can be trusted to be able to trust and and because then that helps you to become vulnerable and that that helps somebody to become to to see the best side of you they won't see the best side of you if they don't see you're vulnerable well if they can't see you yeah yeah they can't see you yeah that's so true yeah yeah so yeah yeah, it is um and I think if you don't you know if you're in that space of of really not trusting your partner I'd ask yourself to kind of question um some of the beliefs that you've got you know um the the stuff that uh that Byron Katie does around the work around you know how true is it is it really true you know really kind of challenging some of that thinking um you know if it's not true what else could be going on really digging deep on some of those um those assumptions that you've got about your partner Mm. and you know as you say the catastrophizing you know look out for words like never always Mm. um you know those kind of really kind of wide sweeping statements that we use Mm. you know my partner never never shows up on time my partner never does what he says he's going to do my partner you know Mm. can't think of another example yeah yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) so it's but it's starting to challenge that okay well how true is that is that like you know if you think about the last 10 times Mm. has he you know ever turned up on time or Mm. you know really challenge your thinking right you know it's it's funny because i there's a a lovely person that i met yesterday for the first time i i tend to run late all the time uh i i'm always skating on the late side i'm always like emailing people or phoning them and being like hey i'm just gonna be in 10 15 minutes late there was something about this person i'd never met them before that told me this is somebody whose time is to be respected they Mm. they they expect me to be on time i was to the minute on time and it required me to go go to a bakery pick up something and drive across town notorious Toronto awful traffic. Mm. Within a minute, I was there. And and what's amazing is that this whole uh, trust and timekeeping, it's amazing how we respond to the boundaries that are set up. So yeah. as much as you're looking at your, par- your your partner's behavior, it's also what am I asking? What what boundaries am I setting down? And what, whether verbal or nonverbal cues, yeah. am I saying like, this needs to be done for me? This is a Absolutely. deal breaker. Got yeah. to happen. It's amazing like how people can like, you know, step up. Yeah, we teach people how to treat us. Gosh, yes. I just discovered yesterday that I can show up uh, like within a minute of a deadline if I put my mind to it. Yeah. Otherwise, I can be 20, 30 minutes late. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I'm never going for dinner with you. Oh gosh, <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. I I'd be on I'd be on my dessert. <laughs> That's yes, right? Oh gosh. So you're a timeliness person as well. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. I never used to be, but um yeah, something changed for me. Um and then yeah, ever since then. And it's funny actually because I've got friends who are notoriously late, but they're not late for me. Yes. So yeah. It's the same thing, like, you know, this guy, he didn't want kids with me, but he wanted kids with the next one. Or I mean, that sounds like a pretty awful example, but it's, it's weird how people, they're not 
they're not black and white. They they will be different people for different people. So oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so yeah. Weird, yeah. We've talked about this before around how you have different friends for different situations. You you know you'll go to different friends to seek specific yeah. advice because we are we are different. Our yeah. partners are different. Yeah, and and we can change and be chameleons depending on the mm. situation that calls. And we're pretty lazy, so we'll not bring our A game if we're not expected to. But when we're expected to, when we feel mm. the expectation, we're going to bring our A game. We're going to be our best. Yeah. yeah, but it also shows you how adaptable we are. So, mm. you know, when we think about the, you know, we want to make this year the best year ever for the relationship, we have it in our gift. So, you know, it just comes down to choice. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. How do you want to show up? What type of partner do you want to be? And then bring it. Nice. So you're more than capable. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's get it on. 2022 is going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the energy. Ask me in a couple of weeks and I'm absolutely not <laughs> And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, it's still bad. <laughs> oh, no, it's going to be good. Oh. Exciting times ahead. Nice. Right on. Alrighty, would you like a question? Yes, let's go. Okay. Okay, today's question. My husband bought us a trip and he never does this. We need to cancel because of COVID. Bloody COVID. (laughs) I know that I've upset him. What should I do? Oh, yeah. This is a real hard one. And and when I saw this question come up, I thought, gosh, there's a lot underneath this. There is a lot underneath it. Mm. So this is happening all the time. I mean, a, a, and it's even happened in my, a, a year ago where we canceled a trip to India because of this. And and I mean, to be honest, like, it's so weird because I did actually take a trip recently uh, to see my husband and I realized like everyone is actually still traveling. It's so weird how like public health, it's like yeah. everyone stay home. But then if you do actually kind of sneak out, there's normalcy in the yeah. travel, like airports and border crossings, like everything. So it's just, it's so weird because one person in this relationship is probably like, it'll be fine. I know they're saying stay home, but really everybody is traveling. Let's just do it. Why wouldn't we? Another person is very fear averse and is very like follow the rules and whatever. So this is happening all the time. Mm. And there's no right or wrong answer in this. I think that's the tricky thing, right? Yeah. So I didn't approach it from that way at all. Ah. So I don't know whether it's my kind of, you know, literal mind or not. I'm just kind of assumed, well, it's being cancelled, it's it's cancelled. Mm. Not about whether there's a debate about one party or another. Mm. I think the thing that stands out for me in this question is, I know I've upset him, what should I do? How do you know you've upset him? Why? There's something uh, in that statement about uh, taking responsibility where it doesn't need to be taken. There's a mm. bit, the thing that came out for me there was, where else does this show up in your life where you think that you're, you, you know, you're having an effect on somebody that you're absolutely not and has got nothing to do with you, but you're taking all of that um, emotional side on board? That's what came up for me quite strongly. Ah, okay. Oh, oh gosh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Woo. So, a great example of interpretation yeah, of, this, of, interpretation, of the same yeah. situation, right? So I am somebody who really is very sensitive, oversensitive and overjudgmental. Like I try to set a boundary and then I really am so spidey sense attuned to somebody's reaction. I'm looking for their disappointment and for their shame onto me and their judgment onto me. So I wonder if they're 
sort of interpreting their partner's uh, cues as their silent treatment? Are they being withholding affection? Do you like, so how, I feel like I've upset him. So yeah, you know. but maybe none of that's even happening. So maybe he's just right. upset anyway. You know, if you've had to cancel your trip, you've had to cancel yeah. your trip, you're going to be upset about it. But it doesn't mean that he's upset yeah. with you. He's upset with the situation. And this is the mm. this is the difference for me there. Like, why is it yeah. that this person has taken full ownership? I don't get it. There's something else beneath that. There, There is. There is. And I, here, here's my other card on the table. So, okay. so you know, the... It could very well be that the partner is like, I'm upset with this decision because, um, you know, oh, we need to cancel this trip. So the, so the interpretation of the partner might be like, look, I booked this trip for you. You say that I never do things for you. I booked it. And yet you found it so insignificant and so low in your priority that you just canceled it. And I, you know, for example, let's say there's uh, somebody who's like, I didn't really think this, this COVID thing was a big deal. I, I think we should still go ahead with our trip. Mm. There could be sort of an, uh, you always do this. You always prioritize your things rather than my things, where you mm. never take me seriously. I, you know, you say I never do things for you. I do do things for you, but then you always cancel it, overlook it, dismiss it, mm. et cetera. So that could be, um, as somebody who's yeah. always assuming the negative narrative, <laughs> that's what I'd be worried about my partner thinking. And then I'd be like, yeah, I've, I, he's upset. And, uh, but, but you're right. Like you're right. Let me take a step back. Yeah. But even that interpretation, right? I mean, we don't know what, the, what what's behind yeah. the question, but even that interpretation, again, there's so much emotion and energy that's, that's fixed in that on, if you play out that scenario on both sides, mm. was this emotional, um, it's like an emotional, um, eruption, isn't it? That then mm. is affecting both, both parties. Mm-hmm. But what you need to do then is to get below it on both sides so mm. there's catastrophization going on on both sides there like I'm always you know you always say that you want me to do this and now I've done it and now it's not good enough uh, it goes into that mm. kind of negative dance doesn't it then like mm. but it's played out on a much kind of wider um wider time scale mm-hmm. and so for me it is about going below both the emotions that are coming up for both people mm-hmm. because it'll be something attached to some unmet needs that are there um ah. and I'd so I'd unpick that what is ah. it that you're that you think that you're you know is it that the partner is um feeling like they're not getting validated for something that they've done which they feel was like really big and a big effort and that validation isn't there mm-hmm. because it's been cancelled that moment's been taken away you know what is it that's going on on the other side if it is because you know fear of traveling because of covid then mm. is the unmet need i feel like you never support me and you don't understand my challenges you, ah. there's something else below it aha yeah yeah i almost okay. want to get them in let's have a chat you do let's get them in <laughs> yeah so right so absolutely so so let's just say you're responding to the person who asked the question like what would be your first few questions to them well, I'd start with the kind of, you know, I've upset and what should I do? I'd really start with that. You know, what is it that makes you believe that you've upset him? Like what what evidence have you got that tells you that this is the case? Mm-hmm. And then really kind of unpick that. I'd also think about this kind of whole trip thing. Like what did, what did it mean to you? Um, mm. Were there any other anxieties that were coming up around that trip? Mm. You know, my husband's never done it and now he's done it. We've talked before about how we can 
we set up these massive expectations when we're about to do something, whether it's a trip or a date night or something that maybe we haven't done very often. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe, you know, they haven't spent a lot of time together. They've got kids and they've been stuck in that Mm -hmm. transactional phase. And then the thought of coming together and spending time with the two of them, maybe that was an anxiety. But Ah. I don't know, there's so much. (laughs) I feel like I want to get the shovel out and start uh, digging. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's a huge one. That's a really huge one because like March break is coming up and we may be in a position, I don't know, don't want to be overly optimistic, we might be in a position where restrictions are lifted because possibly this is sort of the, the down phase. And yeah. what about people who have trips booked where they're like, I don't know how to be with you. I'm not even yeah. sure I want to be with you. Yeah. I'm waiting for April 6th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard, uh, isn't it? But And I guess the flip side of that is, well, how can you turn this into an opportunity? Um, mm-hmm. How can I make this be something that I am looking forward to? What would need to change in order for me to look forward to this trip away? Would mm-hmm. be a question to ask yourself. Because then there may be some wheels that you can set in motion before that mm-hmm. to um, to then make it a more successful trip. Mm. Okay, and, and that's another good question, isn't it? Like, if this trip was going to be a huge success and I came away from it massively happy and in love with my partner, mm. what would have needed to happen for that to be the case? Ah, and extra points for being like, he'll have to do that. He'll have to do this. He'll have to do that. (laughs) You know, extra points for actually saying, I would need to do this. I would need to show up in that way. I would need to ask for this. Yeah. Ask for communication around that. And sometimes that is the thing, you know, talk about like, I need to do things, but I think you've hit the nail on the head with those last two points there. What do you need to ask for? What communication do you need to put in place? Mm. Because often we don't ask for the things that we want. Totally. And we just assume, well, you know, if if they wanted to do it, they'd do it. Well, they don't know that you need it. Uh, like 100%. <laughs> they don't know that you want it. They don't know you're going to value it. So why? Absolutely. <laughs> why would they come up with that solution? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At some point in time down the road, and this actually is more in terms of sexual consent, but like it's just blown my mind. I saw this video recently thanks to a friend who forwarded it. Um, this, uh, I don't know her last name, Midori, uh, a sex educator. And just and she breaks down like she role plays uh, a consent, which is just the most phenomenal thing that I've ever seen in my life. Um, maybe we'll bring it to a, a future podcast. But like mm. in terms of just asking for the things that you need, like it doesn't have to be like harsh and boring and like mm. I need this it can be playful it can be inviting yeah. it, it gosh it, it yeah it yeah I, I think you know consent and or consent or just asking for what you need communicating yeah. what you need it has really gotten a bad rap in my mind it's so hard oh, to yeah right it can be and super I, fun I, yeah and I think the other thing is it's about Really, when we've got these overloaded expectations that, you know, our partner's going to be a mind reader, magician, uh-huh. uh, just get me, know exactly what I want, blah, 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 you know, could go on, the list's endless of all mm-hmm. these expectations that we've got. Really, if you think about it, how important is it for your partner to, to be doing all of those things? Yeah. And, yeah. and really kind of, I don't know, just dig a little bit on that because, you know, a lot of the time things aren't important. So... Like I'm thinking, so last night I went to my partner's for dinner mm. and he was cooking. He was like, I'll cook. I always do the cooking because I really enjoy it. It's my kind of therapy. Mm. So I get a lot out of it and I enjoy the creativity of it. Um, and so he was making steak and, and then I kind of thought, I bo- popped into the shop to get a bottle of wine to take with me. And um, 
And I thought, oh, I bet he hasn't thought about having I like some salad or some greenery. Oh. My plate is not complete without a bit of veg or greenery on it. Oh. And I thought, oh, he's not going to have thought about that. Now, I could have just said nothing, done nothing, uh-huh. gone around, be disappointed that I didn't have any greenery. Oh. <laughs> Instead, I rang up to say, I'm just in the shop and I just want to check, did you get any salad to go with the steak? If not, I'll pick it up. Now, that is just a small thing, takes two seconds, and it's not important. It's not important about whether he's got the salad or he hasn't got the salad. Now, if I had overblown expectations, mm. I would have started that with, well, he knows that I, or he should know <laughs> that I always want greenery with my steak and chips and blah, and I could have overinflated yeah. all of it. Yeah. But, what, you know, why? What purpose do I get out of that? Oh my and gosh, I think it's so funny. But it goes back to kind of ego that we've talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. So if I've got this kind of overinflated ego and I'm stuck in this position that, you know, everyone else should just know what they're doing, then uh, who who suffers? I'm the only one that suffers. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, I feel like I'm, I'm rambling. So true. Not at all. Not at all. Gosh. <laughs> Very passionate and fiery at the start of the year. <laughs> it, it is true. And it's funny how it's, and, and I feel it like it's so weird how like my love language is mind reading. Like how can that be a love language? <laughs> no, that's not one of the five love languages. So, so I have to eliminate that as an expectation. Like I, yeah, because I don't m- read my partner's mind. It's amazing yeah. how wrong I am all the time. Mm. I, and even when you do try yeah. and read their mind, you get it wrong, right? Because we do. Absolutely. But what is the most loving thing in, in sort of in a new chapter or digging deeper in our communication is like, what's pretty loving is me saying, this is what I want. And your partner yeah. actually being like, I would love to do that for you. Let me do that for yeah. you. And they actually do it for you. And you're like, oh, that feels so loving. And that's where the trust kicks in, right? Oh, totally. Because it, it takes trust for me to say this is my need i'm vulnerable to this this is what i really need and i depend on i'd love to depend on you for this yeah Hmm. and then your partner's delivered which means you trust oh my god they did what they said they were going to do it's a aphrodisiac more than oysters for sure (laughs) absolutely (laughs) yeah do what you say you're gonna do (laughs) it starts with the little things though right like this all of this is the we think that life's full of kind of these big grand gestures you know mm. but it's it's not it's about the little things and doing them well doing them often mm. and being consistent with that mm. so i think you know mind reading is not something you should be expected to do but it is true that if your partner is like look i gotta tell you this is important can you do this for me it is important to do it it is true absolutely yeah it's true yeah yeah and oh. do it in a timely way as well <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ha, ha, ha. I'm sorry, but like four weeks later, I mean, that's just yeah. no good to man and beast. <laughs> well, but, and you can also say that in your request is, could you do this thing and could you do it by Sunday? Is that possible? Or, if it's not possible, my, <laughs> right. Or in my case, when I'm requesting something, can you do this in the next five minutes? <laughs> oh, yes. Me too. Totally. I'm so impatient. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. But, but then that opens up a conversation to be like, Sarah, uh, five minutes is not possible. Would three hours be okay? How does that feel? No. <laughs> okay. All right. But you're special. You're <laughs> you're an exception. Everybody else, though, should be no, able to we, negotiate. We have, two, we have just totally different speeds, uh, me and my partner. Hmm. I am like 100 miles an hour, um, live on a totally different time zone, um, 
make you laugh so he was making me breakfast this morning and I said well it's um half past 11 so you better get a move on because I'm recording the podcast at two and he started laughing and I went but you know that that's true (laughs) (laughs) because he'll go and he'll get distracted he'll start doing something else or he'll just take like I mean he he just does everything on a slow speed and I am like (laughs) triple the speed you know, what's funny is that I we're currently in different homes because we're in different countries, me and my dude, and actually there's so many beautiful things about it. <laughs> For, it's this very thing that makes me think that some couples, maybe a lot, maybe all, to have two separate households mm. to accommodate those two different speeds just yeah. eliminates so much aggravation and, oh, totally. Yeah. So then you have to put up with each other's speed when you're in the same place and then you can kick them out and be like, okay. <laughs> I'm back on my time. My zone. time now. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, thought of that. That's so funny. Yeah. No, I mean we've all, but we're all different, right? Like we've got mm-hmm. to, we've got to acknowledge that and recognize it. Mm-hmm. We're just all different. There is no uh, one size fits all. No, no. That's true. Nice. All right. So hopefully right. A, a little bit of a starting place for this uh, question, but but truly speaking, it's very obvious this did not happen yesterday. This did no. not just crop up because of one trip. No. There's, in fact, this could be the opportunity or the sort of the little spark that says this is the 2022 that's going to be different. We don't have to sit around and kind of wonder, oh, I think you're upset. I've upset you. Uh, yeah you know, stewing and so forth. This could be the year where you're like, I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. That's the question. Yeah. I feel like I've upset you. Have I upset you? Yeah. Yeah. Just ask. Totally. Oh, okay. (laughs) Nice. All right. All right. Here's to a powerful 2022. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. Like, I don't think we have any more room or space for any more crap. So no. Yeah, let's just make 2022 uh, a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Let's do it. All right. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. So, um, yeah, I'm going to try and get a walk in before it starts chucking it down with rain because that's all it seems to do right now. Oh, God. That's awesome. Oh, Oh, my gosh. I know we need the rain, but I'm just not quite sure we need that much of it. Uh, No. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Your plants are like, all right, even we have had enough. Yeah. <laughs> even there, we're yeah. waterlogged. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Right on. All right. Well, a pleasure to spend this beginning of 2022, our first 2022 podcast Yay. with you. In your oh, company. and you, likewise. Yeah. And uh, here's to many more. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Till next time. Cheers to that. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.